Welcome to another inspiring message recorded at Thrive Church, a church passionate about moving people towards Jesus. Thank you, everybody. You're welcome to take your seats. Thank you, Colleen. It's great to be here. Welcome to all of you. Good morning, family, friends, guests. The guests are really, really being welcome today. I hope you feel at home, and I hope you feel at home enough to come back again. Yes. Now, I'm not sure about you, but I'm beginning to feel it's a lot like Christmas. Yes? I mean, we've had Christmas carols in the shops from November already. So if you haven't got it yet, understand Christmas is coming. (laughs) Pastor Steve has this um, arrangement with the airlines. He said, if I'm not there in time, you're welcome to leave without me. (laughs) It's the same as Christmas. If we're not ready, well, you know what? Um, It'll happen without us. (laughs) Okay, now, who of you attended Carol's last weekend? Pretty much more than half of us. Those of you who missed out, you really missed out on something special. I think in all my years of being at Carol services, I've never experienced anything so wonderful, and I mean that. So um, I just want to give a shout out and thanks to the production team, to the tech team, the worship team, the platform items, the skits, the scripts written, the decor team, and every volunteer in the house. Um, To our pastors and above all, to our amazing God for the phenomenal Carol service as services across Um, Both campuses, there were five services, and it was just fantastic. Let's give them a round of applause and thank them. At one point during the drum item, that was right at the beginning, the opening session, how many of you remember that? When these drummers were just doing their thing, it was phenomenal, but it, it it was a little loud. So at one point, I turned to Pastor Candace, who was sitting next to me, and I said to her, whatever happened to Silent Night? <laughs> <laughs> and rumpa pum pum. <laughs> but you know, it was fantastic, and I'm so glad that we have a, a church that's on the cutting edge and keeps me young. Otherwise, I'd just be a grumpy old person. I love our church. Now, I'm not sure if you've heard of Max Lucado. He's an author, he's a speaker, he's a brilliant, brilliant man. Um, When I was um, in the United States a couple of years back, um, he was speaking at a conference I had the privilege of attending. And um, I just want to say the man is phenomenal. But he he wrote something in a book called God Came Near. And I'd like to read an extract uh, from the book just so that you can get an idea of his um, explanation of what took place in the stable in Bethlehem. And it goes like this. Um, The stable stinks like all stables do. The stench of urine, dung and sheep hangs pungently in the air. The ground is hard, the hay is scarce. Cobwebs cling to the ceiling and a mouse scurries across the dirt floor. I could cope with all the other things, not the mouse. (laughs) 
A more lowly place of birth could not exist. Off to one side sit a group of shepherds. They sit silently on the floor, perhaps perplexed, perhaps in awe, no doubt in amazement. Near the young mother sits a weary father. If anyone is dozing, he is me. He can't remember the last time he sat down. And now that the excitement has subsided a bit, Mary and the baby are comfortable. He leans against the wall of the stable and feels his eyes grow weary. He still hasn't figured it all out. The mystery of the event puzzles him. But he hasn't the energy to wrestle with the questions. What's important is that the baby is fine and Mary is safe. As sleep comes, he remembers the name the angel told him to use, Jesus. We'll call him Jesus. Wide awake is Mary. My, how young she looks. The pain has been eclipsed by wonder. She looks into the face of the baby, her son, her Lord, her majesty. Typical, you know, of a husband and a wife. Well, they weren't married, but the daddy... He's sleeping, she's just had a baby, and, um, and she's the one who's wide awake. So the pattern continues till today. <laughs> Majesty in the midst of mundane, holiness in the filth of sheep manure and sweat. Divinity entering the world on the floor of a stable, through the womb of a teenager and in the presence of a carpenter. Meanwhile, the city hums. The merchants are unaware that God has visited the planet. The innkeeper would never believe that he has just sent God into the cold. And the people would scoff at anyone who told them the Messiah lay in the arms of a teenager on the outskirts of the village. They were all too busy to consider the possibilities. Those who missed his majesty's arrival that night missed it not because of evil acts of malice. No, they missed it because they simply weren't looking. Let's not miss it this Christmas season. Let's be wide awake. Let's be attentive to the fact that Christ is the reason for the season. On another thought... Every note, and bear with me, I'm just taking a deviation now on a whole other thought, and I'll bring it all together in a little while. I know I look old, but I haven't lost it. I'll I'll bring it back, you know. (laughs) On another thought, every year, the online YouVersion Bible app reveals that the most often Bible verse read, shared, bookmarked, and highlighted and they reveal what this is in 2022. Now, the Bible app has more than 545 million people subscribed. It's quite phenomenal when you think of it. And um, when we see that this is the scripture that everybody downloaded the most for the whole year, then I think it's a good thing for us to stop and take note of that. And um, this is the scripture, Isaiah 41, verse 10. Shall I read it to you? It says, Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed. I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right 
hand. Amen. Now, there's six promises in this small little verse, short little verse, not very long, but there's six promises. And, you know, very often we read the Word of God or we read the Bible and we don't take it personally. For us, it's like, oh, it's for, for the pastors or for the good people or it's for those that, you know, read their Bible every day. It's not really for me. But, you know, that's not true. That's not true. I'll give you an example. John 3.16 says this, For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. It starts off by saying, God so loved the world, everybody, all of us, the whole planet, all billions of people on the world. But then it it actually condenses down to this. It says, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes, who, who is whosoever? It's me and you. We are the whosoever. Can you see what I'm getting at? It's like a personal thing. Christ died for the world, but whosoever, that's you and me. Same as the scripture. It, it's the same principle. The scripture says, fear not, I am with you. With you, with me, personally. So just so that we can get this into our spirits. I'm going to ask us to allowed for us to declare this over our lives. We okay with that? Okay, these six promises from Isaiah 41, verse 10. God is with me. God gives me peace. God is, amen. God will strengthen me. God will, me, 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 you. And God will uphold me. Please take that into your spirit. Please let it become a revelation to you. Please dwell on it because I believe if this was the most downloaded scripture for the year 2022, many people need to hear this, including you and me. Now, the scripture for the day um, is coming out of Luke and I'm, it's quite a long passage, so I'm not going to read it myself. But Luke 2, verse 1 to 21. And I've asked the tech team to help me with this and to download the version. Um, um, it's reading from the ESV version. That's the English Standard Version. And um, we're just going to listen carefully to the account of the angels coming to the shepherds and declaring, behold, you know, that's our theme for this season. Behold, I bring you good news. So let's listen to that. In those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, 
the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling cloths, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. And at the end of eight days, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Amen. His name was called Jesus. Now, I'd like us to just capture part of that um, verse and go to Luke chapter 2 and zoning in on verse 10 and 11. And this is where I begin to title up for us. The angel said to them, them being the shepherds, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Saviour who is Christ the Lord. Now, I need to say this. The account of the birth of Jesus and the announcement by the angel to the shepherds is a remarkable parallel of the good news of the gospel and is still relevant to us today. It's as if the angel is speaking to us. It's as if the angel is saying right here, right now, fear not, behold, I have good news for you. Don't be afraid. Don't be scared. This world's in a mess. So what? I'm here. I'm in charge. I haven't been taken by surprise. I'm not, I haven't lost it. Many people are, fearless, are fearful. Let's talk about fear just for a minute. People have different fears for different reasons. I've come to understand that. I have an elderly uncle who suffers from arachnophobia. For those of you who don't know what that is, it's a phobia, intense fear of spiders or spider phobia. Now, it's heartbreaking to see a grown man petrified of a little house spider. Seriously. Uh, the, I mean, he really goes completely into another space. 
Here's the little spider, and he starts slapping his head and shaking and sweating, and he, he, he kind of picks up anything he can to kill the spider. If he was in his garage and he's doing weights, he'll take the weights and clang them together and then miss the spider and then get even more frantic, and then he would get some uh, spray that would kill the spider, and he would eventually just run out, totally frazzled. This is genuine. This is real. This is a true story. I'll tell you why. When he was a child, him and his brother shared a bed together, his older brother. Back in the day, that wasn't a strange or unusual thing. Uh, people had many children, and they didn't have enough beds. So people shared beds. Young people, kids, shared beds together. Pastor Steve always said he shared the bed, his bed, it wasn't his bed, it was the older brother's bed, with two of his brothers. I think that's where the song comes. Three in a bed and the little one said, <laughs> roll over. <laughs> roll over. <laughs> I never asked you, did you actually ever sing that song? <laughs> So what happened there was his brother collected spiders and kept the spiders in a glass bottle. And you've guessed it, the glass bottle full of spiders also shared the bed with the two brothers. And one night, the bottle was left open by mistake. And the spiders escaped. All over my uncle's head, face, ears, down his neck. He woke up as a little boy, first just rubbing his face and then waking up because this didn't go away to realize that he was covered in these spiders. It wasn't funny at the time. And you know, at that time, I mean, parents didn't send you to get some counsel or go to the psychologist or talk, and how did you feel about that? That didn't happen. It was like, oh dear, we'll pick up the spiders, put them back in the bottle, and get over it. The result, 70 years later, he's still arachnophobic. It's very sad. You see, fear is a real thing. Some people experience fear of flying, fear of public speaking, Fear of heights, fear of the dark, fear of sickness, fear of death. Just stop at the fear of death. You know, I just think to myself, if I die, I die. You know, I'll be with Jesus. Please don't mourn me. Please be happy. I mean, what a place to go. The, the, the streets are paved with gold. Over here, I don't even have a gold ring. <laughs> Pastor Steve always said, when he does, we must sing some worship songs. No, no, no. Singing and dancing, he says. And then we must declare this. Even put it on his tombstone. The shell is here, but the nut is gone. <laughs> I 
regardless of what your fear might be and regardless of what my fear might be, we have a hope. His name is Jesus. He is our Lord, our God, our Savior. He's the one who saves. He's the one who heals. He's the one who delivers. He's our King. He brings great news, great joy, salvation for all people, including you and me. Isn't that good? Fear not, behold. So let's detour and pause for a few minutes. I'm going to ask the worship team to join us and um, in a moment, and then I'm going to ask us all to stand. You know why? Because we're going to sing part of our anthem song for 2022. It's called Behold, and it's the most beautiful song. I just absolutely love it. I wanted to sing it three times this, this morning, and they said, no, you can't. <laughs> it's hard when you're not the boss anymore of the church. I used to be, you know, I used to say, I need that song three times. And they would say, yes, Pastor Kathy. Uh, now they tell me, no, you can't. You're going to be over time. We hope you have been blessed and helped by this message. For more information about our church, visit our website at www.thrivechurch.co.za.